0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is once again time to get in sync with Joe and Mike from Coenterprise. Mike, today we're going to be talking about something that's near and dear to both of our hearts, customer success. We're going to define what we mean by customer success, share some of our do's and don'ts, maybe give away a couple of trade secrets, you know, trademarked by a cup. We got to give the listeners a little something. But before we get into all that, you know, Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about why we're covering customer success so early in our podcast life?
1: Customer success is at the heart of everything we do, Joe. When we look at our partnerships, when we look at the products and offerings that we come out with, it's all about how the impact that it's going to make on our customers. A great example of that is our partnership with Tableau. A couple of years ago, we were looking to expand our business. We were looking to expand the scope of Syncrify. And naturally, the area to go into was analytics. We looked at several different companies within the space and we settled on Tableau as much for its products as for its community. Tableau is maniacally focused on customer success, the impact of its products on businesses and the impact of its products on the people that are using it. And I'm happy to say, Joe, as you know, we're just recognized as Tableau training and services partner of the year. That's attributed to our stellar customer satisfaction. We, as much as Tableau, are focused on our customer. We judge our success by that of our customers. That's great. And you know that's a success we've had on the IBM side
0: uh, as well. It's not just analytics. So it really is something that is part of the lifeblood of Enterprise, And it's really not just our partners recognizing us. But it's our customers, obviously, as well. Ultimately, they are the ones that define whether or not we have been successful in whatever we do, services, training, any other aspect of our business.
1: Yes, Joe, it sure is. Seeing a customer get use out of our tool, improve productivity, and even give them a smile. How often do you see that in business? It happens a lot with Syncify. Or use the word fun, which has come up, which doesn't happen a lot in EDI. It has, it has.
0: Great. So let's talk a little bit about what customer success is, and especially what it
1: means to co-enterprise. Customer success, one, starts with adoption. It's the use of the tool within the customer, the right tools for the business, and to see it mature within the environment. To see them actually giving us feedback to improve the tool, and them telling us how they're being productive using the tool. Certainly, when our customers are successful, it only makes us more successful because they,
0: in many cases, are the ones giving us the great ideas to take Syncrify to
1: the next level. Yes, exactly. And the second one, Joe, is enablement. It's providing training and guidance when necessary to increase the odds of their success. And we're going to talk about this this in a little bit, but training is more than just
0: uh, explaining to someone, you know, one, two, three, here's how you use the product. It's taking a very customized approach to learning a product and figuring out a way to make it a part of their day-to-day regimen.
1: Yeah, when we do training, we don't just go in with a manual and have them walk through steps and do exercises. We do use case evaluations. Mm-hmm. We work with our customers and identify how they're doing things today and then how it can be made better within Syncrify. That's
0: great, I mean, let's jump into that. So, you know, one of the things, you know, internally, we refer to training as an enablement session. It is not a one-size-fits-all approach. And that takes a lot of work. But we will, you know, customize our everything from the deck to the use cases to the environment. We will customize every aspect of that enablement session to make sure that what we are delivering to the clients is impactful, is contextual. And like you said, that they're going to love using it. Uh, you know, two, how many times have you been in a trading session where you're just looking at the clock, going, "When am I done? When, when can I, you know, check off the box that I have completed this work and move on with 90% my day?" Ninety percent of the time, right? The it's answer. it's a it's a bore, right? Um, what we found is when you really contextualize the material, uh, we have people staying late. Asking a lot of questions. If you're going through a training exercise and you're not getting asked questions, people are saying, you know, if I don't ask any questions, I can get out of here earlier. So that's not what we want. So, you know, I just had a training session uh, just last week with a company, a uh, pinnacle, that is, they had about 40 people in that training 40 session. 40 people. Over wow, the that's course amazing. of two days, right. Yeah. Um, we had to split it up into two days because we were filling their largest conference room that was available. Um, and, you know, we weren't afraid to go off script. You know, if somebody had a question in that room about a particular purchase order or a particular invoice, we said, great, forget about the example that's on the screen. Let's use your example. Your example just made it into the training deck. Your example is going to be the next uh, exercise that the entire class works on, because we know this is important to you. If it's important to you, it's important to us. What types of users were in that training, Joe? Boy, we had everything from technical users from the EDI team who had some exposure to Syncrify before. We had customer service. We had inventory management. We had AP. It was across the organization. And that's challenging when you have that many different types of customers in the same room. So you've, you've got to be adaptive. You've got to be responsive. You've got to mix things up a little bit. If we had a standardized deck There's no way we would have hit a use case that would
1: have applied to everyone in that room. So you got to be flexible. That's fantastic. When I envisioned Syncrify back in 2004, I envisioned it to be very immersive because EDI is immersive. It affects every part of the business. And that's why we're able to get 40 people because it impacts everything they do every day. It's not just a technical tool anymore where we're enabling the business to do a technical function. We're actually enabling them to operate. So that's a great indication that we're doing the right things. Great. So that's really
0: tip number one for us, is to make sure you customize your content or at least remain very flexible when it comes to that content. Tip number two from us is don't just send one trainer. You know, this is important. These are your customers. This is the lifeblood of your business. Happy Customers is a successful co-enterprise, right? Right. Invest in that, send more people. We always send at least two people. We've had as many as three or four. I've been to a bunch, you've been to a bunch. and I enjoy them a lot. And it's super, super important. Um, You want your trainer to be focused on the people they're training, the content, making sure uh, the, the information is being delivered. Somebody like yourself or myself is there to capture all the other use cases to keep your eye, look at body language, you know, write down notes. That's so important. I, I just, I've got about three pages of notes that I still need to get through from the Pinnacle training because of all of the great ideas, great suggestions. I was due Friday, Joe. We had a due date for, uh yeah, I'm, I'm behind then. I will, I will <laughs> get on that, sir. Um, but it's very important. If you just had the one trainer
1: there, how could they possibly take notes and do a good job of delivering the material. Joe, as we were walking in this morning, you also talked about the value and the importance of a power sponsor, mm. somebody that we identify through training that we know is going to continue the adoption enablement as we leave, and it's really going to be the spearhead for uh, the penetration of, of the solution within the, the enterprise. Can you talk a little bit more about yeah, that?
0: Yeah, I mean, you've got to keep your eyes open for those people, right? So with Syncrify, we already had, I think, a strong relationship with the EDI team there. But walking into that training... You know, it's it's a blank slate. You don't know who your users are going to be. You don't know who the power users are going to be. So it wasn't long. Just you know, that was my job in that training is is to just look at everyone, the kinds of questions they're asking, talk to them at lunch, talk to them before sessions, talk to them after sessions, and I think we definitely accomplished that. Um, And then once you've identified those two key, you know, two or three key users for you, make sure you've got. Uh, some kind of regular cadence with them. That's something that we do as part of customer success with every single customer. Uh, for, I think for everyone, we've got monthly uh, meetings set up where we are talking to them, and not you know not not uh, so much on just you know did we fix the bugs that came up, you know, but looking to the future, getting them involved in our roadmap, asking them, hey, it's great that you're using it, but what other ideas do you have about Syncrify? It's for conversation abso- and yeah. contextual right. as well right. um, and referring to those notes saying hey in training you know you were excited about using Syncrify to handle this particular problem how's that going uh, did we did we hit the mark right. is did we get eighty percent how do we get to a hundred percent right yeah. and the only way you're going to get that feedback is through constant communication with them but it's got to be two-way. You can't just take, take, take. You've got to give them something, too. Right. So it's not just listening to their feedback. It's delivering on it. That is huge. You're, you and your team do a great
1: job of that. And you've got a story oh, that I know you I love to tell. Okay, so great, why great. don't you kick this off? I've been waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> So my favorite story for training adoption enablement is a story with Hachette Book Group. And you and your team were gracious enough to allow me to join you on a trip to Boston, where we had several different sessions throughout the day. And those sessions were led by a trainer within Hachette that we enabled. So it was uh-huh. a train the trainer, and we were there to support them. And as we were going through the training, one of the users, one of their super users, asked about a feature that they had requested a, a- a bunch of months before, and I saw you perk up, actually stand up with a big smile (laughs) on your face and say, oh, I'm glad you asked. It's already there. So Joe, can you tell us a little bit about that experience for you and how we approach enhancements?
0: That was a great feeling. I feel like they just teed that up for me and I I hit it out of the park. Um, But it wasn't luck. It was the result of hard work. So, you know, obviously you're selling a software product You're running demos, right? And in those demos, just like in your training sessions, you're taking notes. And we had, like you said, a couple of months between our last demo and actually uh, installing the product and being there for this enablement session. And we didn't want to, you know, it's like, you go over to somebody's house for dinner, you want to bring a bottle of wine? Well, we wanted to bring a little something. Hey, welcome to the Co-Enterprise uh, community. So we worked on some uh, features that, one, we thought were real, a, a really good idea and made sense to put in Syncrify. But two, we knew were important to the users. There was something that worked okay, and we wanted it to work great. Um, so yeah, so we're doing the training session and this one user says almost exactly the same thing they said during demo. Hey, this is good, but it really would be great if we can do that. And I said, well, why don't you look at the screen? And we ran through that and he was blown away. And I had the opportunity to speak to him later. And, you know, I, I had a smile on my face. I'm like, you know, why are you so surprised? And he said, well, you know, I've, I've been through, uh, this before I've, I've brought, Uh, software packages on site. I've dealt with companies like yourself. I've dealt with software companies and I've offered suggestions and I've had people in your shoes tell me, oh yeah, we're going to work on that. But I never had anyone actually put it into the product and I certainly never had anyone put it into the product in two months or whatever it was. And I said, well, get used to that. That's who we are. That's what we do. I mean, my team is actually staffed in a way where we have folks that are working on the roadmap, Mike, that you and I put together, but we also have the flexibility and the staff to work on customer requests. So that didn't—that wasn't an accident. We had staffed ourselves in a way that we could respond to that customer request
1: quickly. Yeah, it was really great to see. And all too often, users are used to having to use a tool and just get used to the way it works. Not use, have a tool that works the way that they need it to or is enhanced the way they need it to. They're just told to use it. And that wasn't the only highlight of the day. As we're going through the training, it was amazing to hear the trainer say, this is the best performing Mm -hmm. tool that we've ever had. And a lot of those tools that they're using are on premise and they're slow. This is a hybrid cloud solution and they were amazed by the speed, the experience, uh, and the joy that the users got using it as they are going through training was a great experience for me. I mean, it helps to have a great product if yes. you want to ensure customer success. So, yeah, I mean, that was
0: important to us, too, that you're not just all talk. Um, but when you talk about that investment of time, of me and you, you know, spending four hours on a train going from New York City to Boston, staying overnight, um, that's, a, that's a large investment of our time, uh, the investment of the development team's time to get that feature in to make them happy. I mean, that pays for itself. It does. This particular user has been a reference customer for sure, us, yeah. has, has helped us get more business, and if you go to coreenterprise.com, you can see we've got some case studies, uh, and one of them was from HBG. Uh, cool. So, yeah, I mean, it's it it it's you you really got to look at it as an investment, not as well we should be doing this. No, it's to your benefit to be focusing on customer success.
1: At our foundation, as we said before. Our customer success is our success. So it's very important that we invest our time, we spend our time with our customers, and we're going to continue to. Okay.
0: And you've got one more story I know you like to tell about Barnes & Noble College. Let's get
1: into that one. I do. That was another one that you guys allowed me to come to. I appreciate allowed. it. You're yeah, the boss, well, man. Well, come know, on. Uh, sometimes I <laughs> could talk a little bit too much. I, I get excited, overly excited. Uh, but Barnes & Noble College, uh, they're a little bit closer. They're in Jersey, a little bit South Jersey or Central Jersey. And we had 15 people join as well as the CIO. This was supposed to be a closing meeting to get them to purchase Syncrify, but it wound up being more of a training and a use case discussion. And we went through reports, we went through dashboards, we went through search, we showed uh, the technical users as well as customer service and the business users and logistics, how they can get information and find information they couldn't do before. But we also identified some use cases and ways of doing things that you could not do in the RP. Uh For example... The change order. That's something that they couldn't do in the ERP, and it was a sore spot for the business. They had a new ERP that they were implementing, and they thought that they could do it. Well, we showed them very quickly it's okay that you can't do it in the ERP because you have another tool and you have a partner in Co that are going to help you to solve that problem. And that's great. Uh, yeah. You know, what my memory from that meeting was is we had
0: four people from Co go. It was we did. Yourself, me, and two members from our sales team, I believe. And my initial thought might have been, is this a little overkill? But we said, you know, you know what? Let's 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 give them the whole co enterprise experience. This is who we are. We always value these types of meetings. And this particular meeting was actually originally supposed to be a midpoint during a trial session. So it wasn't even supposed to be a right. close. It developed into that. Yeah. So in a way, we were very lucky. Again, not luck. We. We were planning for any contingency, right? But it it was lucky that we had four people there because, as you said, it was everyone from the CIO on down. So there was a wide variety of questions. Some of them you could field. Some of them I could field. Some of them the sales team could field. So if we weren't all there, I don't
1: think the customer would have been um, as impressed as I think they were. And my favorite part coming out of that meeting was the question at the end from the customer was... When is it going to be implemented? Right. Like, we, we need it right. now. Right. right. And of course, that's another customer that's
0: been a reference customer for a great, great customer. We have for video
1: us. testimonials, quotes. Yep. We have a use case and a white paper. Truly amazing. Truly amazing. Great. So we've talked a little bit about what customer
0: success is for us. You know, Making that investment in them uh, in time, in development hours. Uh, sending more people that are ne- than are truly necessary to these customer engagements, um, having a regular cadence with them where you bring them into your roadmap um, so you can get that input, so you're really focused on the right things. Let's talk a little bit now about what we think, at least, customer success is not. And I'll, I'll kick this one off because I've got a story that I love to tell. Um, one, we've made the investment internally in a customer success team. And we're going to be talking to a member of that team shortly. But before we get into that, I want to talk about the pain that I had in finding Rachel, uh, who who spearheads our customer success right now. Uh, It was not easy because every time we brought somebody in for an interview or a phone interview that we thought was focused on customer success, they didn't seem to be focused on customer success. I recall one particular interview where the individual... Was very focused on dollars, on what is the dollar amount of the accounts that I will be responsible for, and I, I, I it's shocking. It's I, shock I answer the question like I, shocking. I don't, I don't care. Um, <laughs> it might sound weird, but that doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter if a customer is giving us, you know, sixty thousand dollars a year, or a hundred thousand dollars. Like who, who cares? Uh, their happiness is just as important to me, you know, irrespective of the dollars. Um, so this individual, it wound up being the shortest interview I ever had in my life. I don't think it went five minutes because we mutually decided this was not the place for him, you know. And that's fine, you know, where he was in his career, having you know one million dollars worth of accounts that he was responsible for was how he measured success. That's not something we particularly care about, you know. Are your customers, are your users, enjoying the product? Are they using it? Are is their life better? because They are using Syncrify. That's what we want to measure.
1: Yeah, that's more of a renewal rep. And I've been pretty shocked in talking to our partners and customers about this specific role and the difference of opinion in it. Uh, I just recently attended uh, Tableau's partner kickoff, and they just actually, within customer success, created two roles. One's a renewal rep, and one is, by definition, what I call customer success, ensuring that the customer's happy with the tool, they're using it, they're getting the value out of it. They feel like they're part of a community. That's the job of customer success for us. A renewal rep will sit within our sales team. Mm -hmm. Customer success sits within our product team. Mm -hmm. It's true to our culture. It really goes to our core values of collaboration, ownership, and excellence. Driving the value out of the tool, not just selling it. Right. Uh,
0: For us, customer success is not a euphemism for upselling because you're not going to get great feedback if your users uh, perceive this monthly cadence call as us trying to milk them for a few more dollars. You know, what we want to do is we want to give you more value for the same price. Because where we're going to make money is if you're a happy customer you're going to talk about us on LinkedIn. You're going to tell your friends in the EDI community, which is tiny. I mean, everybody knows everybody in the EDI community. Yeah, they do. I remember one particular demo I went to where somebody in the room used to report to me at another company. I said, oh, hi, how are you? Let's, <laughs> let's catch up after the demo. Amazing. But, yeah. Um, so if you can make your users happy, you're going to get more value out of, out of that than the hard sell on a regular basis to squeeze a couple extra dollars out of them. Great. You know what? We talked about Rachel a little bit earlier. Let's get into that part of the interview. Mike, this was a great
1: session. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun, as always, Joe. I can't wait for the next one. Boom. Boom.
0: All right. Welcome, Rachel. So. Thus far we've talked a lot about how Co Enterprise puts a focus on customer success. But obviously this is something you've had a personal focus on for quite some time. So tell me a little bit about what inspired you to, you know, work in this area and focus on this and, you know, why you do what you do.
2: Sure. So I think, uh, to answer that to the best of my ability, I have to kind of give an overview of my background and, and where I've been for the past couple of years. And, um, I've been an account manager in technology for a few years now, primarily under the client services umbrella. And it wasn't up until very recently, um, I found myself in a split desk where I was an account manager as well as a project manager. And I'd like to think that it was that role that, uh, helped me realize the value in customer success because I had basically a hand in the product pot, so to speak, and a hand in client services as well. So I could see firsthand the dynamic of, you know, speaking to clients and relaying all of their concerns and feedback, and then kind of seeing that move towards the product team and see that get done. Um And basically, customer success isn't just, you know, making them happy, but it's also for the good of the product and the success of of the product as well. Um, I don't think you can have an evolving software product without customer success. Because I like to see that dynamic, it's never one thing. One thing isn't always the same. Um, Every day is different. Do you think I hit everything there? Yeah.
0: um, I mean, that's a great perspective, Rachel. I mean, You, you know, you eliminate a handoff by being the person who's getting the feedback and the person who's also running the day to day meetings with the product team to put that feedback into directly into the product. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a great perspective. So what does your day to day look like?
2: So my day to day, uh, honestly depends on the day of the week. Um, the Syncrify software team is an agile team. So we work in two week sprints. Uh, so on any given day, it could be backlog grooming or sprint planning. Uh, so a majority of my, my responsibilities include just, uh, running the projects on the Syncrify side. Um, in addition to that, um, there's the customer success or the customer work that I'm also responsible for. Um, and anything from, again, the backlog grooming, uh, keeps us, uh, updated on all the requests a client has made so that we can keep up with, um, prioritizing it so that, We're constantly doing client work um, as often as possible.
0: That's great. So you're not only working with the team on the most recent requests, but also you've got an eye on the backlog of requests. So uh, if we see that there are themes that are coming up, a particular customer requesting the or different customers requesting the same uh, new function, uh, that's easy for you to have an eye and bring those to the top to the forefront of our priority.
2: Definitely. And it helps us keep track of, um, you know, other clients might have the same request, um, and that way we can tag those requests uh, with different uh, clients so that we know, hey, this one uh, request has um, is very popular, so we want to you know bring that up in priority.
0: Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that will come up in our monthly meetings where it's not just uh, one-way communication. It's really a nice conversation that happens month after month, where we can talk about the trends that we're seeing. We can share one customer's request with our other customers and see if we can gain some sort of consensus of what would be great for the product and what, and for our roadmap. Mm-hmm. Cool. So why don't you tell us a little bit about a, a time when, you know, your particular customer focused approach made a, uh, made a real impact on one of our customers.
2: I, I think I, I've given this some thought and, and I, don't want to use anything that's like, Oh, a client says, you know, I, I love this. I, I want to kind of, um, call out a very small win that I think is still pretty major for me. Um, so one is with a particular client who was very busy for a couple months now. Um, and we had started a monthly meeting with them and we noticed that, uh, uh or, We had just moved to the new dashboards and and they were one of the clients who had yet to migrate over. So, um, during a monthly meeting that we had with them, we suggested um, a demo uh, because they had not been exposed to the new dashboard yet or at that moment. Um, So the next monthly meeting, we decided to repurpose the time, you know, talk about updates for about the first 10, 15 minutes. And then the last portion, do a very high level demo. And it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't just my spiel, you know, explaining, here's the demo, here's the new dashboards, here's what to expect. But instead, it became a conversation. Um, it was an opportunity for the clients to come to us and say, here are our use cases. They got a little excited. I didn't get through my whole demo, but they gave me a good um, two or three use cases um, to get started with. And, you know, obviously with the holidays, I'm not going to speak with them anytime soon, but it still gives me an idea of where to pick up the conversation come the new year.
0: That's great. And that's something we talked about with our, our training sessions, that they aren't you know, just rinse and repeat. They are very customized. Uh, and we have to be agile. I mean, we're agile in our development, but we have to be agile in the way we approach our customers, uh, because their needs can change on a day-to-day basis. You can never anticipate them. If you can anticipate your customers' needs, then you would have to put a focus on customer success. Awesome. Listen, Rachel, thank you so much for your time. Thanks. And uh, you might not know this, but there is one way that we end every podcast, and that is with one word, four Uh. letters. Can you guess what it is? Boom. Boom it is. (laughs) Talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye.